0: This podcast is part of the Big Heads Media Podcast Network. Go to BigHeadsMedia.com for more great podcasts. This is the American Toffee Podcast. Your source for stateside views on Everton Football Club. Hosted by Alex Johnson and James Boyman.
1: smile I've come to talk with you again because a vision softly creeping
0: welcome back to the American toffee podcast blues Alex and I here joining you immediately following everton crashing out of the FA Cup to Liverpool at anfield one 0 and it was a bad game to say the very very least it was a team that we should have beaten Liverpool fielded pretty much their youth set up with a couple of senior players sprinkled in there uh James Miller of course went off probably 8 minutes in with an injury and we they brought in another youth player and yet despite that Everton completely unable to create um really any major opportunities in the second half and crashed out of the cup alex so pretty dark days at the moment
1: yeah i mean like you know like we said i would have expected us to win simply because it was very it was very clearly a youth team um I even thought, I felt even more confident once Milner came off and they put on another youth player because I'm like, okay, you know, that's less experience. Um, Milner is pretty good. Yet somehow we had the best chances in the first half, did not bury them because all three of those shots went directly at the keeper. And then in the second half came out and it looked like we didn't even want to bother. And it was just, it was confusing because we have seen so many good positive performances under Ancelotti and all of a sudden, this time, it just looked like we didn't care. It looked like we didn't have any idea what we were supposed to do. Um, I think a, the biggest part of that was probably due to our midfield. But nonetheless, it's it's super annoying. It feels pretty disgraceful, to be honest. The ESPN Plus commentators made sure we knew, right? And uh, here we are another day recording about a defeat that arguably should not have happened.
0: Extraordinarily disheartening is probably the way that I would put it. I mean, I feel dejected, not to mention the fact that I know we, I don't know how many American football, I assume we have a lot of watchers, but I did go to the Patriots game last night at Gillette Stadium, only to see one of the few home Patriots losses in the last 20 years. Um, I'm sure many of you that do follow American football will have very little sympathy for me, but it was my first game. Uh, The joke being that I Everton, the Patriots, and then uh, Everton, Everton themselves. And what we saw today, I think, was... Two teams that could not be further apart, not necessarily in the quality of player, because I think on paper, our squad was obviously far superior to what Liverpool fielded today. But the mentality and effort given by the players on Liverpool was, I think you do have to give them a little bit of credit. Yes, we shot ourselves in the foot numerous times. We did not play up to the standards that we should and have come to expect. But it's been a while. I mean, you know, this team constantly drops the ball and plays beneath themselves. And they did that today, but Liverpool came with energy. They came with fight and they displayed a lot of the qualities that their first choice players display, which is a refusal to quit, a refusal to lose, a desire to fight for every single ball to implement the tactics that Jurgen Klopp has given them. And yes, it was a completely different team from what their first 11 would look like, but the tactics were largely the same and they executed them um, to a T for for the most part, even though they weren't able to create very much. Um, And we created probably the better chances throughout the match. Um, Namely, in the first half, we should have been up three nil within 20 minutes. And it seemed like at that point, you know that if we don't make those opportunities count against Liverpool, that it's going to come back to bite us. And that is precisely what happened.
1: Well, honestly, it was even just a difference in tempo, just tempo of play, period. I mean, I saw stretches in which Liverpool would win the ball back and they had already essentially passed between three players and progressed the ball forward. When in that instance, you know, we would win the ball back and one of our fullbacks would just stand with it for a while until he could hit a long ball to Theo Walcott, right? Or Dominic Albert lewin So it was a difference in, it was just a complete difference in tempo and confidence. Um, I feel like, it almost seemed like our, our team did not look comfortable in the formation that we were playing. Uh, and, I, and I'm curious to think or to understand what you thought about maybe the substitutions also. We saw uh, Coleman come off and we saw Kilfie Sigurdsson come off for Moise Keane and for Fabian Delph first.
0: Well, I thought the Sigurdsson substitution was probably 20 minutes too late. I, I frankly thought he could have been yanked as early as 35 40 minutes into the game certainly at halftime it was clear that he was not up to the pace of the match and to be fair to the players this is their sixth game in like 18 days and it has been a crazy festive fixture fixture run and by and large a lot of positives to take from this month or i guess december into january but today was just inexcusable um The team that Liverpool fielded at Anfield, our best opportunity to beat them in God knows how long, and yet we just weren't able to do it. And I don't know what you can chalk it up to. The the three golden chances, yes, all directly at the Liverpool keeper, have to make at least one of those count because it changes the game so dramatically. And the longer we went without scoring, the less and less likely we looked like we had the ability or confidence to go on and score. And that culminated in the entire second half where we managed zero shots and pretty much couldn't get anything going forward whatsoever. What we saw in the first half was a lot of long balls forward, but they were actually, we were, we were having some success with it. Unfortunately, the midfield today of Morgan Schneiderlin and Gilfie Sigerson was not nearly good enough, pretty absent for most of the game. And even when Fabian Delft came on in the midfield, he, he did, I'll give him credit because he did, I could tell he was trying to take on some of the responsibility getting on the ball, looking to make things happen, but it just wasn't coming off for us. And uh, I mean, the the back passes and then getting it to our center backs only to have Liverpool press onto them and just turn around, pass it back to Jordan Pickford, trying to play out of the back. That was just clumsy and uh, naive in a lot of ways. Mason Holgate and Yuri Mina for what they do offer at times on the ball didn't show a lick of that today. Um, and so yanking of Seamus Coleman, you could have yanked any one of those players, honestly, and and you would have had very little argument from me because it was pretty dire all around the pitch today. There wasn't really, I don't think there was a single player who I can say played even at the level that I would expect them to um, on an average day, much less up to the standards needed to beat a team like Liverpool at Anfield, despite their weakened side.
1: So I do agree with you on Sigurdsson, and I, I don't like to because... I really do like Sigurdsson as a player. I was super excited when we signed him. We've seen glimpses, well, prior to this season, of of how well he can do, being you know the joint top scorer and that sort of thing. But I'm starting to feel like maybe I am in 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 the majority of the Everton Twitter crowd. It seems in in the fact that maybe he should be moved on. Maybe Gilfie Sigurdsson is just better, simply better, in a team that does not have possession in a team in which he can pick out nice passes on the counter attack like we've seen him do for us plenty of times last season um but in terms of the Coleman substitution I actually I really don't agree with it I think he, it should have been Sadibe. I thought sadibe was legitimately awful today I, I I cannot recall a handful of moments in which I thought that he did something well uh he you know he was caught out of possession quite a bit his passes were not good he didn't get involved he did have one or two crosses which is which is fine. But I think Coleman should have stayed over Sidibe. Um, and I, I do feel pretty adamantly about it.
0: No, I think that that's fair. I do think that Sidibe was largely poor today. Again, we saw a lot of his bizarre choices of positioning where he just gets himself like on the complete opposite side of the pitch or like way too far forward or something like that. And it leaves us very exposed. But I, I, at the, I don't think the back was really our issue today. I mean – you could argue, well, the, they were a fault for the goal. I, I won't fault Jordan Pickford for the goal. Yes, maybe his positioning could have been a little bit better. Maybe he gets up there, but that's a top 90 curler. There's really very few keepers in the world who are going to save that on a consistent basis. There's a really nice shot, but he, sh- he shouldn't have been able to have the shot at all to begin with. He should have been closed down. He was wide open 20 yards out with a decent angle on goal, and and credit to the kid. He hit it with confidence, and he placed it in just the right spot. and. That's all it took because at that point, even more frustrating than anything else is just the way that it completely went to crap after the goal, where there was no fight. You know, in previous games, Duncan Ferguson in charge, even under some of Ancelotti's matches, we've seen that this team has a little bit of fighting spirit. There was none of that in the team today. And ugh, this club just keeps finding new ways to break our hearts. Luckily, It makes me sound cynical, but if you listen to our pre-match or, as I guess, our post-match slash pre-match, our last episode, I just didn't think there was a way that we were going to win this game. Anfield's cursed. We just can never find a way to get the job done. And so, while I'm not surprised at the result today, um, after the first 25 minutes, I was feeling like this game was very, very winnable for us. And as it went on, it just became so clear to me that there's so much work left to do. And if Carlo Ancelotti wasn't aware of the the size of the task that he has on his hands yet than he certainly is now after what he witnessed today.
1: Yeah. So let's so let's switch gears a little bit and take some time to talk about the actual project that Ancelotti has in front of him and kind of this rebuilding period, right? So we are in the month of January. The transfer window is open. Uh, Minamino for Liverpool was their first signing to my knowledge of the window and he played already. So it's no surprise that we do need some signings, and we really haven't dove into that at all because of just the crazy December fixture list, um, and I think just the overall uh, sentiment that everyone's excited about Ancelotti being here. But, you know, in my opinion, and let me know what you think, if this wasn't a performance to justify Ancelotti bringing in a couple of the younger players, just to, even, even if it's just to prove a point, then I don't know what would be. I, I legitimately don't know what else to do. Yes, it was six games, six matches in 18 days. However, in my opinion, honestly, we we just signed Carlo Ancelotti. We have players like Richarlison, Luca Dean, Jordan Pickford even. I think it's time for us to stop making excuses as a fan base for our players, for our club, because I think that a lot of times we do a huge disservice to our motto, even though we like to throw that in the players' and the managers' faces all the time.
0: It's a good point that you bring up. My issue with the constant shouts for the youth players is look at the teams that continually get named. And maybe this this proves your point further, Alex, I don't know. But some of these players have now been under three or four, some even five managers. And we've seen very little in the way of drastic overhauls to the lineup changes, um, the personnel choices that have that have been selected under these managers. And that tells me one thing, and that's, what these players are showing in training is that the youth players are not ready to make that next step. And as a result of that, the players who we all <laughs> have come to not hate, some some hate, some some people will say, hey, I, I wouldn't ever say that I hate a player that plays for my club or my team or whatever it is. I think that that is, uh, you know, it's, it's fine to be frustrated. It's fine to be extremely upset, but to then take it to saying our own players are crap and they, they suck. As, as players, as professionals, um, you can certainly make an argument for it, but I, I just don't see how putting in a player who's yet to log any minutes in the Premier League out onto the pitch is good for the club and good for that player specifically. It may be good as it would give the players who are then sitting on the bench, such as Morgan Schneiderlin, gilfie Sigurdsson, etc. a kick up the backside and get them to maybe refocus a bit. But the fact that now, Marco Silva, Roberto Martinez, Ronald Koeman, and now Ancelotti have selected, continually selected these players week in, week out. Just shows that we don't really have many better options, and that's where the the where your point about the rebuild comes in, where we need some dramatic changes, particularly in central midfield, which was, I think, completely our undoing today, where we were invisible. We allowed Liverpool to play through us in the midfield, and they found a lot of joy in those areas. And so it's it's bad it's dark days but it's not so far removed from just a week ago when we were talking about the the good foundations that Carlo was laying I think the fact that we obviously lost a derby match in the FA Cup to our fiercest rival who played a week inside is not good but in that's an isolation and when you look at the big picture and what we have to do this window I'm still hopeful that as the team continues to get healthier particularly in that midfield area and we bring in a couple signings we'll be able to be fine in the league And again, it's almost like the rest of the season is a wash now, which kind of sucks, but that's almost good for the long-term prospects of Carlo Ancelotti with limited expectations to be able to start building more of the team in his vision.
1: All good points. I mean, I like the positivity, but then I feel like maybe your last point almost pushes itself towards even possibly playing the youth players, right? You just said it seems like the season is a wash. Now we know mathematically that's not true. You know, we're a handful of points away from European spots. But I will my, my my last counterpoint about the youth players is simply there are many youth players that come in to the fold and to different squads and different teams and they get their chance due to a bunch of injuries or, or a big rotation and they take it. Sometimes that's what's needed, just a chance. Um, so that that's kind of how I'll end on the youth 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 team setup in terms of the rebuilding. Right. So. I understand what Ancelotti has been doing with his quote unquote 3 4 3 formation. The idea is that we have so many injuries in central midfield, you need to focus on your strong points. We know that we have good fullbacks that attack well. And so why not play with some sort of wingback roles and then we can switch? And, and then he also decided okay, I'm going to give someone, I'm, I'm going to give Dominic Calvert Lewin someone to play with up top. And we saw that work a couple times with Richardson and with Moise Keane, to be fair. The issue in this match, unfortunately, is the weakness that that ideally this formation was supposed to paper over, it didn't. And that was because Gilfie Sigurdsson and Morgan Schneiderlin couldn't push the ball forward and progress the ball in link defense and attack. And so what ended up happening was we ended up passing sideways and backwards and we couldn't break the press, although you would think we had the numerical advantage. And so although we set up and we're looking to set up to kind of nullify our weakness in central midfield they still couldn't do the basics right um and i think that was one of our biggest downfalls obviously other than just not taking three 1v1s against the keeper um as opposed to shooting it straight at his right foot
0: right and i think the context of this match being against liverpool is is huge and it it, in large part is why the frustration levels are so high because it has been so long since we've beaten them especially at Anfield, this was a golden opportunity to do so. But as far as an overall result, we really didn't concede that many big chances to them, and it's a 1-0 loss. It's frustrating because we really weren't even in the match for most of the second half. But as far as dire results go, I mean, we blew a 2-0 lead to Millwall last season in the FA Cup. So it's not as though this is like some kind of unprecedented collapse. I mean, it's a it's a continuation of a lot of really bad results that we just somehow managed to always pick up. So there's a dramatic overhaul needed. I think that's no secret. I think Ancelotti would have probably been made aware of that before he signed his his deal. Otherwise, he's going to be uh, questioning his life decisions pretty heavily this evening over in, uh, in Manchester or England or wherever. Wherever he uh, resides. And I think a lot of us are questioning our decision to be Evertonians at this point in time. Uh, born, not manufactured and all that. But man, this was a tough one to swallow.
1: Extremely tough. Uh- Nothing like Everton to get your mood down on the weekend. The day before work starts once again, and I think a lot of our holidays are behind us too, so that's pretty unfortunate. I mean, you know, we both usually like to try to be optimistic. You've done a much better job than I have today. Um, However, you know, we have a multitude of opportunities coming up. Specifically, we have Brighton next weekend, right? So, you know, look out for our preview episode on Wednesday evening for Brighton. Ideally, that'll be a match in which we can continue to pick up points in the league because really, you know, if we if we put on performances and and we can close the gap on those European places and finish, you know, 7th, 8th place, ideally 7th, then I don't know that anyone would really care that we were knocked out in the FA Cup against Liverpool's youth team. I think really just the 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 largest issue with the fan base was just it, the the feeling of the lack of effort or commitment or desire, which again could be true could not be true but either way ideally that'll be that'll be a good opportunity to bounce back as we always like to think
0: yeah 100% and as far as op- optimism i wouldn't say that i'm optimistic or i I, f- I feel horrible about this game it was a disaster from mostly start to finish save the first 20 minutes or so but i just want to avoid getting overly pessimistic pessimistic about any single result regardless of the opponent I know it can be really difficult, but just a week ago, we were talking about how happy we were Ancelotti was here and how he had seemingly righted the ship. And so this is a really bad result. No no getting around that in any way, shape, or form. But I just refuse to let the attitudes shift so immediately back towards where we were towards the end of Marco Silva's reign because that's A, toxic for the fan base at large. B, it's not going to do anything positive to contribute to getting us where we want to go. And so, I don't know, it's just... I feel very sad inside and more so knowing that I have to go back to a full week of work for the first time in I think three weeks tomorrow. So that's equally as depressing. The Patriots lost sports suck. Uh, don't be a fan of any team. If you want to keep your sanity, that's my only advice that I, and especially don't become a fan of Everton. If you want to keep your sanity, I think that's the best advice that I can possibly give. Um, I think on that note, Alex, unless you have anything else to add, you wrap things up and we'll catch you guys next time.
1: Up the toffees! Thanks for tuning in to the American Toffee Podcast.
0: Come join our Discord community at invite.gg/atp and follow us on Twitter and Facebook at USA Toffee Pod.